Tony, on today's show, we're going to talk about retirement tips for women. Wow, I like that. Uh, this is a good topic. Now we can see how the other half lives. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in for this week's Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today, but first of all, Mr. Tony Shore, our co-host, our remote host, how are you doing this week? I am doing great. Boom. Oh, that's how I'm doing. 80s action Boom. figure. Good. That's excellent. I'm excited about today's show. I've been great. In fact, I was telling you before the show, I celebrated, uh, we celebrated my grandfather's 101st birthday uh, wow. this week. He actually turns 101. He turned 101 on the 25th on Friday. So uh, he just had his birthday. We celebrated, and he's doing great. His memory is sharp, long-term, short-term, telling stories, laughing. Um, he wants to buy a new camper, <laughs> a big, like, RV camper. Uh, so he's going strong. Now, he did have a stroke last year, so he is in a wheelchair right now, but he says he's going to get use of that right leg back. And uh, he's he's something else. The TV state, local TV and news came out down there in Worthington, Minnesota, and uh, interviewed him, and uh, it was a great time was had. He's he's a really neat person. Uh, I'm really proud, and uh, he's just fantastic. That is so cool. I bet he has so many stories, and from what you've shared with me in the past, he's it. He he's a character and has had a lot of fun along the way. So that's cool. Yeah, he, and he does. He's found all these artistic hobbies to keep him busy. He paints, and when he had a stroke, his right hand doesn't work right, so he's taught himself to paint with his left. And some of them are pretty impressive. So I, I'm amazed at the things he's still able to do. Wow, very cool, very yeah. cool, excellent. Well, good for him. Good for your family. Yeah. Well, I think you chose a great topic today, right? Uh, I, I think this is a good one, and you've been good. I assume I should ask how you're doing. You're just busy right now. Yeah, we're busy. We just got back um, from a short vacation, um, went to Myrtle Beach for a few days, had never been there before. It was that was nice to get away to a little bit warmer weather and experience some southern hospitality. So we had fun nice. doing that. And, I've heard uh, good things about Myrtle Beach. So you and Nikki and the kids went down there? Yes, yep. Did the kids enjoy it? They did. They did. Yep. Too much sugar was consumed. There was a <laughs> pirate show. Dolly Parton's uh, got a pirate place down there. So it was neat. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. All right. Well, let's jump into the topic. I mean, I know you've talked before uh, and we've talked about how women are often underserved when it comes to retirement planning resources and I think this is a good opportunity to address this issue and maybe some of the steps they can take. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, in my experience, there's a lot of unique things that women have to face in preparing for retirement and navigating different things along the way. And it's often underreported, not enough attention given to, and, and a lot of focus oftentimes is put too much on men in retirement. And oftentimes women's needs are not spoken for as much as they should be. And we want to make sure that that's given, you know, fair share, if you will, and make sure we're addressing some things there, the the unique challenges that women have to experience. So we've got a a lot that we'll dig in there. We're going to use a CNBC article that talks about some of the challenges that women face in retirement. Men have over three times more retirement savings than women. And they have an article that talks about seven steps to make sure you're financially secure uh, that addresses some of these things. So currently women in the workforce make only 82 cents for every dollar that a man makes, which immediately makes preparing for retirement more challenging because if there's less money coming in, there's less to invest. And women also have an average retirement savings of $23,000 compared to $76,000 for men. So that's that three times difference and where that comes from. Wow. So those numbers are alarming, but the truth is a, a comprehensive strategy ahead of time and and now is a good time to start that can make all the difference in women preparing for retirement. And you said you had some steps uh, that they can take. What's the first? Yeah, the first one the article talks about is simply to be involved with your finances. The old say, saying that knowledge is power is absolutely true when it comes to your personal finances. So if you get in the habit of going through your bank accounts, for example, on a regular basis, you have a better understanding of what your money is doing, where it's coming in, where it's going out. And many of our clients, uh, they take a peek at their checking account every morning right on their phones nowadays. You just stare at your phone to log in and makes that a, a very easy process, but getting in the habit of looking at things uh, on a a regular basis can be a a good thing. And that helps you to understand your spending habits. And if you see a bunch of weekly charges from the same coffee shop, Jeff, 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 it might be a sign that it's time to start brewing your your coffee at home and, and save a little bit of money there. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, there are ways to save money, uh, you know, and you, you do want to uh, still treat yourself and enjoy life. Uh, but in the areas uh, that you can, you know, uh, cut back and save a little more. Uh, what about people who have shared finances, though? Yeah, uh, still no reason to not keep an eye on your finances. And both people have the right to look at those accounts and know what's going on. The next step is to set up a savings account that you don't touch. That's there for emergencies, you know, new set of tires, um, a wedding that's come up, whatever it might be. Unexpected expenses are always going to be there. So have some having some boring money setting aside set aside for that is a good idea and plan ahead. Well, sure. And that, that makes sense. And yeah, you definitely want to do that. Now, um, how much money are we talking about though? It depends on a person's situation. If you're a single income earner, generally I lean more towards six months of savings. So if you're still working and you're, you're the only source of income, have six months of expenses set aside in your emergency fund. If it's a, a dual income household, you could do three months in that situation, but it, it also depends on what kind of work you do and the regularity of your income. If you're a commission only or, you know, salary that can vary and impact that. Uh, but ultimately save as much as you can within your circumstances. Even if you 
are only putting $50 a paycheck aside that can build up over time. And having that cash reserve set aside helps to avoid having to put money on credit cards. If you have a new set of tires for $800, they can end up costing you $1,000 if you're not paying that interest, getting that paid off fairly quickly. So we want to be aware of that. We're in a credit-based world where it's very easy to get credit a lot of times, but doesn't necessarily mean that's the best decision on how you pay for things. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Most folks, I think, need a credit card, but having one doesn't mean you have to use it all the time either. Yeah, absolutely. And next step is to plan for the future as well. And you know, I know that's a statement of, of the obvious, but the reality is many people get caught up in the here and now and they know they should plan ahead for retirement and start saving more money. But life has a way of taking over things. So you have to be intentional with what you're doing and saving for retirement, whether you're a male or female. And as the article points out, women live longer than men on average, as we all know. So it's critical to make sure if you are a woman that you're saving enough to last you throughout your retirement. You know, what's going to happen if you outlive your husband or your partner? Will you want to keep your home once you're on your own? If you live into your late eighties, nineties, or like your granddad, 101, what will I need in terms of long-term care? That's not cheap. No, no, that's, it's not cheap at all. And that's crazy. I mean, um, you have to plan for these things. These are heavy and important questions, especially if, taking into consideration long-term care. Yeah, absolutely. And you also want to consider if you have family members or others in your life that are important to you, also look at how other people's finances might be affected if something was to happen to you. So if you're designing and thinking about your retirement, but also looking at your legacy plan, that's an important financial step for many women. And a legacy plan will spell out how your bills will be paid if you're unable to do that yourself. So if you're incapacitated and you can't take care of things, who's going to step in and do that for you? and also identify heirs and who's going to receive what if something was to happen to you. So for many folks, working with a good financial services professional is a great way to ensure that you're on top of your financial strategy and you're working toward the type of retirement that you're excited about. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point, obviously. And you want to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, and get that plan in place. So let our listeners out there know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no charge consultation. Yeah, you can give us a call at 651-842-8406 or send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. And our website is financialpaladin.com. So give us a call and schedule time to sit down and chat about whatever's on your mind as it relates to anything we talk about here in this in the show. But uh, preparing for your retirement and making sure that you're making the most out of your retirement resources. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. Listeners, uh, give Jeff a call. And Jeff, I like the topic today. Let's continue this discussion. You're talking about retirement tips for women to level that playing field. What do you have for us next? So next, the article recommends that you set financial goals that are focused on your long-term security. First, you want to regularly contribute to an investment account, a savings account, or both of those. And as the article points out, many financial experts recommend saving at least 20%, usually here at least 10%, but oftentimes 20% of your monthly gross income. And that can be pretty 
pretty significant depending on what your income is. But reality is any amount that you can save out of each check is likely to benefit you later on down the road. So at least starting small, adjusting to that and having a goal of building up and increasing the amount that you're saving over time. But you also want to have an understanding of what's all that contributing towards. If you're putting in six or $7,000 a year into your IRA account, is that going to be enough later on down the road? Those are things that we can help you to navigate and understand is how much do I really need to put aside to make sure I have a comfortable retirement? Right. Uh, There you go. And that's, uh, that's true. Uh, What's the number going to be? How am I going to get that income in retirement and how much am I going to need? Obviously saving as much as you can, uh, certainly makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And beyond that, you know, saving for your retirement, you also want to look at any debt that you have. And for many folks, credit cards are the biggest source of high interest debt. So gather up those credit card statements and identify there's two different approaches. You could look at your highest interest rate that you're paying and focus on paying that one down first. That would save you the most from an interest perspective. The other approach is what we call the snowball method, where you take the smallest debt and pay that off first, regardless of what interest rate you're paying. And once that's paid off, that snowballs into paying off the next one and the next one and so on. So find what works best for you. And uh, that's the key is just taking some action there. And you also want to develop some long-term goals. So if you have young children, for example, setting up a fund that covers the cost of a portion of their higher education might be a goal that you have or it might not. Uh, Do you want to take your family on two-week dream vacations every few years, uh, Disney or wherever it might be? Well, start saving now to give yourself enough time to pay for that trip with cash rather than putting on a credit card and you're always chasing that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, you can get into trouble with credit cards as well. I mean, visiting Mickey Mouse and his pals without having to use your credit card strikes me as a wise strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And another word that you mentioned there, credit, is work on building your credit, monitoring your credit. Having credit in your name is one of the most important things that you can do to help you to build the credit you need if you need to have a a loan or something uh, taken out. So finding true financial security can can be extremely challenging when you don't have a good credit history. So that's another thing to work on. Uh, According to CNBC, roughly 45 million Americans are what are called credit invisible. And if you fall into that camp, there's no reason to give up hope. As one first easy step to do is to become what's called an authorized user on your partner or a relative's credit card. And <clears throat> once you're authorized, you'll begin benefiting from that person's good credit actions without being on the hook for any charges. So you want to make, make sure uh, the person that who's the primary on that account is responsible and trustworthy, and it's not going to pull you in the wrong direction. Right. Uh, that's that's key. And, you know, we do live in a credit driven society. Uh, so that's important. What else can we do to build up our credit? So if you don't have much of a credit history or a not so good credit history is getting a secure credit card. <clears throat> that could be a good option for beginners seeking to start building credit. And they're different from traditional credit cards in that they require a security deposit, which usually, let's say, around $200. And they provide an opportunity to eventually receive an unsecured card. Uh, finally, you might be able to gain positive credit by paying certain bills. So an Experian Boost allows you to connect your bank account to your cell phone and utility 
bills. And when you pay those on time, it's reflected in your credit history. Uh, cable, internet, streaming services might also qualify for on-time payment. Credit boost is a nice thing as well. And a good or excellent credit score, generally in the range of 670 or higher. So if a program like Experian Boost or something similar can gain you even 10 or 20 credit points, that might be worth it if you're trying to build that up over time. Yeah, it definitely would. I think that's a great idea. I mean, if you get a credit boost for paying your bills on time, that's a win-win. Exactly. Yeah. And you want to be your own advocate. Make sure you're paying those bills in time. You're paying more than the minimum. Those things will add up with creditors and, and help you to, you know, get better rates over time that that can all add up. But I encourage you to don't do this alone and you know, get some help on some of these things. If you're not educated in these different areas, whether you're male, female, whatever your situation is, is get some help. If you're not already begin working with a financial services professional, because that will put another advocate in your corner, another person to help give you advice in different areas. And a good financial services professional isn't there to always tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes they have to give you some some hard news along the way and um, help you to make some changes. So those are things to consider. Uh, another good action item if you're still working is to set up and contribute to an HSA account because they're one of the, the most powerful financial vehicles out there for you. The money that you put into an HSA, you get a tax deduction. So it reduces your tax taxable income going in. The money that goes into the HSA grows tax deferred. And as long as you take it out for qualifying medical expenses, that comes out income tax free. So you can't contribute money to an HSA forever, right? I mean, Grandpa Bob isn't still contributing to it. Correct, correct, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> once you've enrolled in Medicare, you can no longer contribute to an HSA. And you also want to note that Medicare has a six-month look-back period um, prior to your 65th birthday. So there's a, a lot of different things, but I encourage you to take some time and look at your financial picture, understand where you're at today and what are some of the changes and opportunities that you have, whether you're already retired or retirement is uh, way on down the road for you is start taking some actions now. And that's something we're glad to help you with. Uh, we offer a complimentary second opinion for anyone that comes in and meets with us and we'll review your situation and give you recommendations on what you can do to improve your financial outlook and plan for retirement and make sure that you're making some good decisions along the way. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, great show. It's been a good one. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Yeah, give us a call if you'd like that second opinion. Uh, give us a call at 651 842 8406 or you can email us at info at financialpaladin.com and uh, we look forward to meeting with you all right sounds great and listeners that does it for today's episode of paladin financial talk with our host jeff foley thank you for listening to paladin financial talk don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact jeff foley at paladin financial Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com.
Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.